Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. This episode is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Video replay is clearly the most important thing in diving, and Sideline Scout has it figured out. Both Heath and I use the wonderfully, beautifully, easy-to-use Poolside Live from Sideline Scout. Uh, we've both been looking for a TiVo substitute for years, and this is clearly the best in the business. Uh, it lets me custom time the delay. It lets me rewind slow motion frame by frame to find the super fine details. My favorite part about it is it does not rely on the spotty school's Wi-Fi. Uh, this week, we were working some reverses, and uh, a couple of my ladies like to throw their head back every once in a while, and it was just a nice little way to go back push pause in the video, say, Hey, look, this is where your head position is. I need it to be looking down at the water when you're at your extension on the end of the board. So that was how it worked for me this week. Um, I'm sure there will be many more things to come with sideline scout. So make sure you, you go check out their website, uh, maybe get some product ordered from them. Like I said, it's the best in the business. It's absolutely worth every single penny. I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, now on to this episode. We are going to be interviewing each other. So I get to start first. I get to uh, interview Mr. Heath Calhoun here. We have had a bunch of interactions on Instagram and, and our Gmail account with questions coming in. So we'll start with those questions. And then I have a few at the end just uh, that I wanted to ask myself. So number one, when did you know diving was going to play a big role in your life? And has that role been what you thought it? was going to be um i think for me so i think we've kind of kind of hit some of these before in our first episode but i think it's good to go in depth but for me so i'd always played um football and track were like my primary two things i pole vaulted like a lot of previous divers or a lot of other divers do um but so ninth grade year in high school i played football in the fall and then track season was in the spring and I didn't want to do indoor track. So my mom was like, Hey, go try diving. You like doing a bunch of flips and stuff. And, um, so sure enough, I, uh, I went out and I walked on the pool deck and I got super lucky that, uh, I had a three-time national champion, uh, Kenny Bedford, he dove at Clarion university, um, as a high school coach. So I walked in and where I think a lot of athletes maybe don't get, uh, the best luck when it comes to high school coaches, uh, I was very fortunate. And so, for most of my freshman year, I was just screwing around, having fun. I was every other teenage boy trying diving, wearing board shorts, whatever, having a good time. It was what it was. And uh, I went to districts my first year and I placed ninth, which I was like, holy cow, like just missed meddling. Uh, and we're in a pretty tough district in the Western Pennsylvania area in Pittsburgh, um, primarily because Doe and Julian Krug really built up the area for diving. And we found out about the pit aquatics program. I spoke with Ken was like, Hey, I'm interested in going and trying this. He was super supportive. Um, and then about halfway through the summer, I was approached by Doe and Julian. I think they actually approached my mom and said, we would like for Heath to be on the competitive team. And I was like, cool. What's that? Didn't know what it was. Like I was still just a kid screwing around, having fun on a trampoline and diving in the pool. And that's kind of the point where I'm like, ah, like, maybe this can help me get to college. Uh, you know, I was an average student at that point in time, like B's and C's were awesome for me. Um, I was really happy with that and my parents were not, but I was. And, um, <laughs> so I kind of just, I've always been pretty logical and fairly objective. 
And I was able to kind of sit back and be like, well, what's more likely for me to get to participate in college football or college diving? And from that point forward, you know, I made the decision to focus primarily on diving. Um, and I think that was kind of the moment, like that summer freshman to sophomore year was where I was like, oh, this is going to be something really important. Um, little did I know where it would lead, you know, taking a look back. Um, I don't think I knew I wanted to coach in, until maybe like my junior, senior year in college. And now I look back and it's like, holy cow, this is awesome to be able to get to hopefully help kids the same way my coach has helped. So um, I think looking back, I didn't think this is the impact I would be having at this point in my life with this sport. Um, but I'm definitely super grateful that I have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's pretty similar uh, to me and the whole snowboard gang. Yeah. I was I was doing that a bunch. And then uh, my dad just said, yo, are you going to snowboard for the rest of your life? Or are you going <laughs> to dive for the rest of your life? Like you're probably, uh, probably not going to go to college for snowboarding. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So this is a good one. I love this one. If you did not coach, what would you want to do instead? So, um, so if I was not coaching as my job, uh, so I have my undergrad degree in, um, rehabilitative science with a concentration in substance abuse. And the reason why I chose that degree when I transferred into Clarion was in my hometown in Butler, like drugs are pretty bad in town. And so, you know, my high school, I graduated with 622 kids, like pretty big school. I watched a ton of people that were way more gifted in athletics than I ever could have imagined just ruin their futures with poor decisions, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever it was. And so my brain was always like, if I could help one person, I think that would be really cool. Um, so I definitely, no matter what, I would have pursued getting my master's like I did in counseling. Uh, and then I would probably, I did um, an internship at, I think it's called Summit Academy, which is in Butler, Butler, Pennsylvania. It's a, a home for adjudicated boys. So they get in trouble, they go there um, and you kind of just help them out. And that was something that was really, really rewarding to be able to help out kind of young kids going through some struggles. Um, but I think that's the route I would go. I, I think I would always have athletics in some capacity in my life, whether it's coaching or, or something, but but if I couldn't coach full-time, that's definitely what I would do. What about master's diving? No. <laughs> I, uh, you wouldn't? No, honestly, uh, I, I like thought about it for a minute. My high school coach and I dove and did some practices together. It was really fun, like right after college. But I just have like always, you, you know, you know this, Aaron, but like I definitely view my diving career as like I had the perfect ending to a diving career. And like, for me, that was like, I got to close the book on being an athlete. And I like, for me, I'm perfectly content with that book being on the shelf. And it's something I can share stories from, but I don't want to reopen it. And so for me, like, that's never been something that's drawn me in. I think honestly, there's like one person that could get two people and it's you or Ken that could get me to like, want to do that. And it would only be because I want to go have fun with my friends. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar in that sense, for sure. Like I, I thought about it and then I don't know. I, there was always just this huge mountain of NCAA nationals for me yep. and even masters nationals as, as awesome as it is and as competitive as it could be, if you train, mm. it's just not the same. It's just, yep. it's just not the same. And I, I need to have like a goal. That's like a big mountain yeah. so that it's worth it to train. Yeah. And, yep. you know, I, I'm sure that, 
I will for sure end up at a master's national meet. I know I don't have any doubt about it, but I'm not going to train. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to throw a lot of balls. I know that the, the, the crew that goes, there's a whole lot of fun people and yep. master's nationals is incredible and yep. such a cool experience. But like I said, I, I, I'm a little too competitive and I just, I don't want to get back on the board. Cause I know my body's just going to hurt so bad. <laughs> You, you said it so well, like I'm too competitive to like do something that I know I used to be really good at and be mediocre to slightly above average. And for me, <laughs> like my fiance says it, like I definitely have an addictive personality. Like whenever I choose to read a book, I'm reading four books. I'm not reading one. Like whenever I choose to write our workouts, I wrote 10 workouts. I don't write one. Like, and I know for me, it would just be horrible for my personal life. And my fiance would probably kill me. Yep. Yeah. We're on the same page there. For yep. sure. All right. Was there ever a time that fear consumed you in diving and how did you overcome that? I think what, uh, what the listeners asking here is mental block. I mean, we, we yeah. see it, it happens. You ever have a mental block? You know, it's like, it's funny. I I've tried to think of the answer to this question since we saw it and I I can only get, so like through college, I never really had a mental block on a dive. I know I, I lost, um, full twisting one and a half on three meter. I used to do it as a vault and literally just one morning practice. I went up did full twisting one and a half, got lost, landed flat on my back. And my coach was like, what the heck are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. And he's like, okay, let's move on. And we moved on. He's like, we'll come back to it in a day or two. Came back to it, got lost. He goes, okay, we're doing back twisters like for your vault now. <laughs> and so you know, I was fortunate that I had some options with twisting, um, but I was never scared of it. It was just, I, I had options. So I pursued the options that ended up being better. Um, but I go to when I first had to learn like my uh, 205s and 305s um, in pit. And I want to say it was like probably sophomore year going into junior year of high school. And I hated them like so bad. I, I didn't really, I don't think I spotted at the time. And I just didn't know where I was. I hated doing them. I sucked at them. So my way of always dealing with being scared is to crack jokes. Um, you know, when, by the time this one comes out, Sam will have told all of our listeners that I was a goofball. And so like, I, I would used to show up to practice with like the dumbest jokes. I would look them up on my way to practice or, or I would look <laughs> up, I would look up cheesy pickup lines and I would say them to my diving coach as a way to like ease the tension. And I definitely like, got murdered with looks from people and but <laughs> but it was one of those things like I've always handled fear or discomfort with trying to make myself laugh and that always tended to help um, I know that is definitely not the advice probably most people are looking for when they think of this question but I, I was very fortunate that I really didn't have too many mental blocks or fears associated with it. a lot of that just had to do with I trusted my coaches like my coach just said you'll be fine I'm like okay let's do it how about, uh, have you had any athletes that dealt with this and how do you go about that as a coach now? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, you know, I have, have a young lady right now that I'm coaching and, and she's working on, working on back two and a half stuck and we're working to get them. And, and she, she, we did the first six and she did three that were like a little bit short and three that were pretty much flat. And so she's kind of like, that's not so fun. And I'm like, no, it's not. But like she does, she can do back double flat to her back on one meter. And it's like, oh, uh, like, so, so what we've done is uh, I was fortunate. Uh, the gentleman's name is Teddy Mickelson. And he wrote, he has a, uh, a website. I think it's called like 
mental toughness coaching or mentally tough co coaching. And, um, he sent me his research paper he did. And so we started, I read through it and I try to work with, with her on like breathing and trying to calm herself down and trying to visualize. And I just gave her a bunch of stuff to look at. And I just treat it like a logical perspective. Like I said earlier, I'm pretty logical. So I'm like, I was like, athlete, let's look at this. Let's look at your double. You land on your back. Let's look at your back one and a half tuck. Kick look reach is killer. Let's look at your back lineup tuck. She does back lineup tuck for eight and a half. Like it is, hey, we, can you see that this is for sure a ready to go thing? And she's like, yep. And so we, we formed a plan. And I think that's something that always helped me was getting a plan wrote out for her as a coach, as a coach for her. I know that helps. So like this past week, we sat down on Monday. I said, how many do we need to get off this week for you to feel confident going into next week? And she's like eight to 10. So I think we ended up doing eight or nine and she only went short, like truly short where I'm like, ah, that was a miss on one. Like we're still working the kick out all the way, but you know, and so we just, I I'm a big believer in like make a plan, adjust the plan from there. Yeah. All right. So what's your favorite part of coaching diving? Just dealing with the kids. I, uh, I get a lot of joy every day when I sit and talk to the kid, like practices are fun. And I love seeing the kids improve. Like I, like any coach does, but I think one of the biggest joys I gain is when I sit down and I'm talking to them and they're like, Oh, this is what was going on this weekend. This is what was going on this weekend. This is what class I have. And it's like, Oh, I had that professor here. And, you know, you, you see that even though I'm 10 years older, 11 years older than some of these athletes, their experience in college is not that different than mine and yours. And so for me, being someone that enjoyed college at all levels, personally, socially, academically, I can see these kids go through it and hopefully give them just a little bit of guidance and kind of the way. The way I always say is I'm like, uh, if I can be like the bumper rails, like, and it's like, just don't go outside of those rails and you'll have an awesome time in college. And that's something I truly, truly enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Next follow-up on the same person here. What's a drill that you would recommend for other coaches to try with their divers? So um, I'm definitely going to steal this because I've been doing it a ton with my athletes is what Drew Johansson and multiple coaches, Wes. Um, and if I'm forgetting anybody else, I'm sorry, is the two bounce stuff that, that has changed the game. We didn't do a ton of that. Um, whenever I was in school here, we did some of it, not a ton, but that has helped my athletes a ton. And one of the things that I'm just a big believer in with, with my counseling background is I'm a big believer in like switching it up just to like shock the system. So like, Sometimes my kids will come in and I want them to do three of each op and I'll be like, okay, you're doing your first one standing. Like if they have the ability to do it, I'm like, do your first one standing on three meter. And they're like, what? And I'm like, do it standing. You know, if it's front two and a half pike, you, we can do that. If it's, you know, whatever it might be. And then I'm like, okay, now do it with a two bounce, then do it with a hurdle, you know, switching it up a little bit on them tends to help. At least it helps my athletes quite a bit. Um, I try not to ever give them the same practice two or three days in a row. Cause I just view it as like their, their body's just like, Oh, it's the same thing. So let's just get through it. Can you explain the two bounce? Like what do your arms do? What's the timing? What is it? What does it look like? So um, if you want me to tell you exactly what the arms are, I literally have to like watch a video, but so I just have the kids kind of get the board moving slightly with their ankles, almost pushing it. Then they have a tiny little hop. And then the first bounce is one. And then the arm timing on the second one. And I just noticed that it, that Drew said it really well. And so did Wes, like 
the timing is the same as a regular hurdle. You just have way more stability with both feet. Um, you know, and it took a little bit for my kids to get used to it. At first, we just started with jumps. And, and that's that's my my biggest recommendation. And, and most diving coaches know that is like start slow. We started with literally jumps for the first two weeks. Then I'm like, okay, we're going to try a front ball. And then now we're, we've progressed to where we can do what we do fronts, reverses, front twisters. We haven't done any backs and inwards with it yet. Um, but it's, it's really helped a lot of my athletes. And like, I think at first they were super skeptical and now they're like, okay, this is helping. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So here's a good one. Who are your favorite divers to watch past and present and why? Well, we talk about this all the time, but one of my favorite divers to watch videos of is Zach knees and it's N E E S Z A C N E E S. And he was coached by Todd Michael in high school out in uh, Eastern PA. He went to North Penn high school, went on to dive at university of Indiana under uh, Jeff Huber uh, transferred to university of Miami. And he would just throw the most massive dives like, and he was short, like just built, like he, he was just all muscle. And he could jump out of the gym and spin super freaking fast. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody spin as fast as him. And like, I, I have videos on my phone of him doing front four and a half tuck on one meter. It's not good, but it's insane. Front four and a half pike on three meter, like just stupid dives. And, um, and that was somebody I always admired. He was a year older than me. And that was the moment. I think every diver has these moments where it's like, holy crap, that that's a different level. And so for me, there were two divers I saw coming up through that did that for me. One was Zach uh, at States my junior year. Uh, he was doing a regular hurdle in warm-up, and he did front three and a half tuck. And no exact, he probably did it for eight and a half nines. And I remember looking at my high school coach, and I go, was that front two and a half tuck? And he's like, I think he just did front three and a half tuck. And everybody's like, yeah, that was front three and a half tuck. And he just spun <laughs> so fast and smoked it. Uh, like, and so that's where I'm like, Oh, this thing has levels to it. Like anything in life. And then the other diver, his name was uh, Christian Holstein. He ended up diving at Ohio state university. And it's funny. Cause I had Sam and Connor, Connor Kremski who dove at Stanford and he was elite, but I remember watching Christian Holstein do reverse two and a half tuck. And that was the first time I ever watched someone kick and literally like look at the water and then look back and do it for nines. And I'm like, Oh man, like, so I would say them when I was a kid, I watched a ton of, uh, of Chris Colwell. I watched a ton of, uh, Alexander de Petit from Canada. Yep. He yep. was someone I watched a ton of, which, um, I, I helped with the, with the Duke camp. And, and, uh, if I remember correctly, Nick McCrory loves Alex Alexander's front takeoff. He thinks it's like the best front hurdle in the world. Um, but so, so that, that was kind of the people I always watched. Yeah. Uh, how about who are some of your diving idols? And then also who do you like to watch now? So diving idols, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause when I think about people I look up to, I mean, the two that come to my mind, like right away, no questions asked is, uh, is Dave Rovat, the former coach at Clarion um, and Ken Bedford. I mean, I look up to them. I still talk to them on a daily slash weekly basis. Um, and, and those are people I always looked up to and admire. And like, I still learn from them, you know, um, coach Rovac came to the pool the other day and was dropping off a banner. And he's like, you know, he watched a little bit of practice and, 
he gave a couple kids like a little piece of advice. And I'm like, Oh, how did I forget that? You made me do that. And so it's like, you know, you still learn from those people. I think I look at it now and, and I just admire anybody that is striving for excellence in any field. Like it doesn't matter what it is. If I scroll across it on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, that's like a really good point. Like I'm trying to learn from it. I think what I like to watch now, I really like watching Andrew Capo Bianco. Really like watching Jordan Wendell. Um, you know, there's just something about watching David Badaya on Springboard. Like he just doesn't miss, and I admire that consistency in which he has. Um, honestly, I think my favorite diver to watch in the world right now is uh, I might get pronounced this wrong is Chen Yuan from China, and she didn't even dive in Olympic trials, but like she's this female stud that's doing like reverse three and a half tuck for just smoking them and, and all these crazy dives. And I just love watching her dive. But so that's what I would say is who I like to watch now. All right. So what's the best smack you've ever had? Uh, so the one smack that comes to my mind when I read this was uh, we were diving against Youngstown state and you're going to laugh because it was on one meter, but it was against Youngstown state and I was doing reverse two and a half tuck. And it was, I think it was in the meat. It was either in the meat or in warmups. I cannot remember for the life of me. And I just remember kicking my feet up and seeing the ceiling. And I just remember saying to my head, oh no. And I just hit and it was like someone just power bombed me off the water. And it was <laughs> so bad. And it was like, I, I never, I never said no to my coach. And, and that was from my dad when I was like, you just don't say no to your coach. And I came up, I go, I'm not doing that again. And he goes, yes, you are. I said, okay. And so I did it again and, and it was fine, but I, I was fortunate, you know, once I, once I got to college, um, whether it was just finally having the perfect coach for me, or, you know, I finally grew up and focused on things. I, I finally hit that point where like, even when I smacked, my teammates were laughing at me and I'm like, why are you guys laughing? You're jerks. And then they're like, Heath, you never smack. They're like, we've went like our entire, like three years and we've never seen you smack. So this is great. And I'm like, fair enough. And ironically enough, that was the same meet. Um, Kristen Day, one of our teammates that you know, she smacked too, and she never smacked. Like, never. I'd, I'd only ever seen her smack one time, I think, and that was it. So, yeah. Hey, I have to apologize. Uh, somebody must be here vacuuming. Uh, <laughs> there is some serious noise in the background. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do about that. But like I said, I'm at the store when I record these. So every once in a while, we'll have somebody come in and vacuum, and it's like, well, we just kind of have to deal with it. All right. Oh, you, you can't on. hear it. You're good. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite diving game? So uh, what depends what, what you, uh, what we want to talk about a game. So if you talk about just a true game for fun, uh, my high school coach made me do this. We did jump dive, twist or freeze. And so the kids do a front hurdle. You just say jump. They have to do feet first entry, dive head first twist. They had to do at least a half twist. And then he added freeze to it. So like if you were trying to guess and you were leaning, he'd say freeze and you would have to belly smack or you'd have to whatever. <laughs> and so, you know, throughout my, it taught me a lot with control, um, you know, and then I came to college and, and we did a little in high school too, where I started just getting so good at listening and just figuring the tricks out to the game of balance and everything that he would start yelling dives at me, you know, say so we'd be in the middle of a, the game and he'd be like full twisting one and a half. And I'm like, okay, like, and that helped me a lot because I almost thought way too much when I dove at times and I had bad mechanics when I was young and probably Rovat would tell you when I was old too, but 
So when I didn't think about it and I just thought do a good takeoff, I had way better takeoff. So it actually really helped me quite a bit. And then the game we've been doing a lot is like, I just give the divers a score and it's like, okay, you can be done whenever you do this dive for this score. We'll go to the next dive. Same thing. Yep. That's a good one. So I, I, uh, I cheated a ton when I did jump dive twist, (laughs) I would throw front dive straight every time. Okay. So you're covering your dive and then tuck yourself around for somersault kind of like the uh, cliff diving style, you know, yep. they, they lay out, they late tuck, and then they open up. Yep. And then, you know, if, if you're doing front dive straight, you can add a half twist out of that. So I would do that every single time and then just adjust in the air based on what I heard. So yep. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, what's the scariest dive you've ever done? Honestly, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I think my brain would say the scariest dive. One day we, after meets, Rovat would just give us goofy dives to try. And I did, I did full twisting inward one and a half. And like, that was a little scary, but it wasn't that scary. Um, I, I just always, I don't know what it was. I just always like, didn't think I was very good at reverses. So maybe the first time I did reverse two and a half pike, that was one that I was like, just get this thing spinning and hope it ends well. But, yeah. but I, I don't know. Like I said earlier, like I didn't really have a ton of fear if my coach said do it i'm like okay i can do it i really believed in how coaches say like i'm never going to have you do something that i don't think you can do so when they said you can do it i'm like all right let's go all right well would you do a dive off 27 meters no i would jump (laughs) that'd be fun but no no way i'm I'm good with that like i'm really like that doesn't need to go in my book in my storybook of diving. I'm good with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Last one from the listeners is what's your funniest diving moment uh, funniest or, or memory. I'm going to, I'm going to add or memory. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I try to think of funny diving moments and I like, I feel sure I'm forgetting like a million of them. Like there's a lot of them that happened at our practices at Clarion that I cannot share on the air. Um, but like when, when I think of me- like, honestly, I just, when you, when anybody asks me like, what's your favorite memory from college? I think I I'm obviously like, I think about, Oh, I won nationals, things like that. But, but 100% honestly, I, I always just think of like hanging out with the guys as we got ready for top eight. Like that's, it's not, not answering the question, but like, I truly just think about like all the stupid cheers we would do, how we cheered for each other. Like it didn't matter. I mean, like, I feel sure to some people it really mattered who won, but like, I didn't care. I just wanted to have fun and, and see people dive well. And like funniest is like, I still watch videos and I see your super tall, lanky (laughs) arms screaming for everybody in the pool. And so like, or like, uh, my senior year, I think of, uh, David, he's he didn't make finals and he's just standing there behind the boards up against one of the pillars and like he wasn't in top eight he was just standing there the whole time right behind (laughs) the boards and i just remember you looking you're like dude this freshman's weird and i'm like yeah i was so upset he came into college and he didn't know the numbers of the dives so he asked me before the first meet hey is is reverse category three or is inward category three (laughs) and i was like oh boy we're, we're in for some trouble here, St. Cloud. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, and now I'm going to get to some of the questions that I was interested in. 
something that really interests me from the college perspective that's different than the high school perspective is recruiting. I feel in my heart of hearts that I would love recruiting. Like, hey, I know what I'm all about. I've seen videos. I know what you're all about. Let's, let's work together to get you to where you want to be. What's your favorite part of recruiting? Uh, I would tell you just, just building the relationships, you know, kind of all, a lot of my coaching philosophy and the things I gain joy from coaching is just building those relationships with young student athletes. Um, I, I'm not a coach and, and you and I have talked about this off air. I'm not a coach that really gets mad if people choose not to come to wherever I'm coaching. You know, if someone calls and they say, Hey, I decided I'm going to go somewhere else. I truly wish them the best of luck because they have to make decisions that are best for 17 and 18 year olds for themselves. Not for the joke I make to every recruit I talk to is if everybody made what decision was best for Heath Calhoun and Clarion university, I would have all the Olympic gold medalists would be diving at Clarion. And that just, like, that's not realistic. So I think building the relationships, I think seeing the things that are important to, to young, young people nowadays, that's fun. Um, but I think one of the things that's really enjoyable is when you, when you come across like some video and you're like, uh, like I think of my one diver, Connor may, he dove at Westminster with us. He had a super successful career there. I watched him, his diving videos and he was one of those kids doing back and reverse doubles in high school, but he had a really good back dive tuck and a good reverse dive tuck. And I'm like, I can work with this. And, and I think a lot of coaches see that and they're like, eh, I don't want to have to reteach or recoach something. And it's like, well, in D3, you don't have those options. You, you got to get talent and build it. Yep. So that was always fun. You would be a good recruiter. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I've never had the opportunity other than, you know, hey, come off the snowboard hill and come join me in the pool, uh, which doesn't really work that often, but it's okay. Um, what do you do outside of diving? And I 100% am referring to fantasy football and other things. Um. I like playing fantasy football. We do not play for money. Um, we just play for bragging rights. So that way we don't break any NCAA rules. But um, And just just for the record, so that way it is out there, Aaron has never won the fantasy football league that we are in together. That is not true. Yet. Not yet. Um, so that's enjoyable. But uh, no, like we, if you lose, you have to go get a picture on Santa's lap. And it's like, I sucked at fantasy football this year. So it's, it's honestly just something fun that I enjoy doing with friends. Um, this podcast, obviously, um, I'm a big movie guy. Like I love watching movies and just sitting down. I have two dogs. I have a boxer and a wiener dog. Um, and just hanging out with my fiance, honestly, like it's something that I was not able to do a ton at Westminster because I would coach all day, every day to get by. Um, and now being where I'm at in a situation where I just coached the college, um, it's nice to be home at five, six o'clock at night, most nights and eat dinner and, just talk about our day and hang out. Um, honestly, one of the silly things we do together that is really enjoyable is we play Fortnite together and, uh, I'm not very good at it, but it's really fun to sit there and scream at the TV and you, you and Sarah do that. Yeah. That's awesome. That was my yeah. next question was how do you maintain your relationship while <laughs> coaching? I know that's always uh, tricky and you're kind of on both you and I are uh, on the younger side of things. So how do I, I would say not well, most days <laughs> no um no so so I was really bad at it when we first got going here at Clarion and and Westminster and everything um because I again I mentioned earlier like I have a pretty obsessive personality and my brain is always like what can I do and I'm texting recruits all the time and doing all this stuff and um 
it was definitely tough. Like there were times and Sarah, you, I mean, you know, Sarah was a diver. Sarah's a good diver. She likes diving, but you know, like that can't be everything in our lives. Otherwise, like, I don't know if I would have a fiance. <laughs> um, so I think we do a pretty good job. It gets better. There's good times and bad times where we have that talk and it's like, this is what, this is how the day went and trying to just shut off after that. And I'm getting better. Um, but honestly, it's just like, it's trial and error. Like, I think I'm not the best at leaving diving at the pool. Cause I just like, I need to figure this out or, Oh, this diver did this stupid thing today. Or they did this good. Me thing. too. And, me and too. So, yep. so, and it's, I think it's hard for me because I know Sarah understands and has valuable information that she could offer but sometimes she doesn't want to do that and that's okay. Um, cause yep. when, she, when I'm home, I need to be home. And that's something I try to work on. I was, when I'm home, I try to be home and present. Perfect. All right. Last question. And we have some breaking news with this question. Heath, what are you looking forward to most when we go visit John Fox down in Moultrie, Georgia? Yeah, that's uh, I actually forgot that you were going to ask me that. Um, I am looking forward to for him to ask us that i'm super honored and very humbled by it um, when he first called us with that opportunity and i'm excited to go down and i'm excited for for three to four days to learn as much as i can from john fox and his assistant coach uh, and just just to get to be there and hang out and hopefully we can teach a few things along the way and i'm most excited just to gain more knowledge like that is 100% it for sure. Good deal. Well, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our Gmail is the diving pod at gmail.com. Don't forget about cowing robards. We have t-shirts and hoodies for sale. Just enter the coupon code dive pod at checkout. That gets you free shipping. And, and when I say free shipping, I should clarify. I'm covering your shipping, right? This is a family owned business nothing's free in this world. We are still paying to ship it out to you, but because you're part of the diving family that I love so much, I'm picking up the tab. If you enter that code dive pod at checkout shipping's on me. So, uh, thank you, Heath. We'll see you next time.